The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How am I now? Well, I'm fucking glad I asked. I'm doing terrific. Your Montreal Canadiens defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of 4-3 to three in regulation to open up their regular season. Hello and welcome to episode one. We have reached the numbered episodes of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and whoo baby, that one felt good. Now, I know what some people are going to say. You know, we're supposed to lose a lot of games this year. We're supposed to get a high draft pick. We don't really want to win this game. But we we, we want to win that one. Because through the preseason, you know, the rookie tournament, everything, Leafs fans have been a bit of a thorn in my side. I don't know about you guys. But every time I post a clip, you know, if it's something that's not entirely spectacular, I have at least 10 Leafs fans that jump in and start quote tweeting me and go, Oh my God, look at this idiot hyping up nothing. And they seem to be just relishing the fact that we're going to be bad this year. And for me, it just feels amazing to see them lose their home opener because now some of them are going to be sent spinning. Like, how bad is our team? Because they've done nothing but talk shit about how terrible the Canadians are all summer and through the preseason, through the rookie tournament. And now they kind of got to figure out for themselves what went wrong. How'd this happen? You lost 4-3 to the Montreal Canadiens in the season opener. That sucks. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Anyways, what happened? Let's do a quick recap. So anyways, pretty decent start for the Montreal Canadiens. They don't look bad to start that game, honestly. Thought it was going to be a much tougher start. Kind of expected the least to score in the first minute, uh, but they didn't. About halfway through the period, however, uh, David Savard doing a whole fuck lot of nothing in front of the net, just looking at people, kind of moves to one side, moves to the other side. He's basically just screening Jake Allen. Mitch Marner in behind the net all alone. He just throws it out front to Michael Bunting. He puts it in, makes it one nothing for the Leafs. Now, this period, as it went on, got a little bit more feeling like this is the, the Habs are who we thought they were. They had three power plays in that first period and just could not connect on any of them. Now, I will say they didn't look terrible. They just couldn't connect. Uh, the last one was a really beautiful one. It was drawn by uh, Uri Slavkovsky. He had a uh, really good job turning over the puck, uh, went down in on the wing, ends up drawing the penalty by getting tripped. Uh, really impressed with him in that first period. But then, of course, you know, Habs take a penalty and cancel that out. And we go into the first intermission, Montreal Canadiens down one nothing to the Leafs. Right off the bat, though, in the second period, defensive zone turnover for the Montreal Canadiens. Nick Suzuki, they go down 
on a two-on-one, him and Cole Caulfield. Nick Suzuki with the sauce over to Cole Caulfield. He goes top titty, and we got 39 to go. Folks, I'm no longer counting Cole Caulfield goals in any other way. I predicted during the preseason that he was going to score 40 goals. So from now on, every time he scores, I'm going to tell you how many more there are left. And after that one, there were 39 left. Near midway, things start to go to shit, though. <laughs> of course. It's it's the Habs, and it's the Leafs. It, things are not going to just be smooth sailing the entire way through. John Tavares just kind of throws the puck out front of the net. Dennis Malgin just kind of standing there waiting for it. There was nobody around him. He was all by himself. Bounces off Jake Allen, goes to Malgin. He puts it in, makes it 2-1 to one for the Leafs. However, late in that same period, a certain someone just walks in on the right wing rips it top titty second time of the game Cole Caulfield 38 to go and it's 2-2 at the end of the second period now we go into the third and the Habs they find themselves in some penalty trouble and you guys know me anybody who listens to this podcast you know I like to complain about the officials a lot can't complain about the officials on this one there's a couple of high sticks clear as day getting sticks up Habs got to control those a little bit Keep control of your sticks. Don't hit people in the face with them. You're not allowed to do that. They did it a couple of times. But somehow, the penalty kill, doing a great job, keeping them out of trouble, keeping the puck out of the net at the very least. Jake Allen doing a great job as well. And then Sean Monahan jumps on a rebound. Not too long after they killed, I think, the second or the third penalty that they took in that period. I think it was the second. Puts it in. Makes it 3-2 to two for the Montreal Canadiens. Sean Monahan up in his trade value already. Game one of the season. And then, of course, shortly after that, uh, Evgeny Dadunov turns it over in the offensive zone. It sends John Tavares and William Nylander on a two-on-one almost immediately right off the turnover. Uh, Tavares throws it over to Nylander. Beautiful pass. Nylander puts it in, makes it 3-3. Three to three. We got some drama. However, it looked to be offside. Looked to be offside. We're looking at the replay. We're seeing that William Nylander had his foot up in the air. John Tavares was a little bit slow getting across that line. Martin Saint-Louis makes the brilliant decision not to challenge that because it was close. I think it was offside, but there's a very good chance that there wasn't enough to overturn it. So smart move by him not to challenge that because if you lose, you know, you get a penalty. And if you got a penalty, then we wouldn't have seen what was about to happen after that. We get into a scramble in the final minute of play. In the offensive zone, in the Leafs zone, Nick Suzuki passes it across to Josh Anderson up in the high slot near the circle. He goes Bardownski. Doesn't count unless you go Bardownski. It's four to three. There's barely any time left on the clock, and your Montreal Canadiens defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs to open up the 2022-23 season. Oh yeah, it felt good. It felt good. Again, I've been having too many of them talk shit to me, so I enjoy watching them lose that game, and I hope that it causes them at least a little bit of anxiety for the next couple of days, wondering, you know, is this team going to be bad? Are we going to make the playoffs? Of course they're going to make the playoffs. What are you worried about? I just want them to worry for a little bit. But I digress. Enough of my gloating. we got to talk about what we saw in that game. Dissect it a little bit. What did we enjoy? What did we not enjoy? And let's start with the good stuff. Right right off the top, player of the game, without a doubt, 
We're giving that to Cole Caulfield. 38 to go, folks. The countdown is at 38. This man is hitting 40 goals this season. I feel it in my bones. I felt it in the preseason. That's why I made an episode pretty much dedicated to that. I put out an article on it. Uh, I'm feeling it. Man, he is shooting the puck with confidence. He's finding that space. The 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 way that they play under Martin Saint-Louis is so conducive to success for him because it's all about making reads. It's all about finding that space, right? It's not this rigid system. Jared Book, my buddy from Eyes on the Prize, made the joke that, you know, if I was an NHL team, I'd probably hire Dominic Deschamps because he's the one person that's been able to shut down Cole Caulfield so far in his career. And it's true, man. Deschamps had him, you know, boxed into this system that he wanted to play. Marty comes along and all of a sudden he's playing free. He's doing all the things that gave him success in college and he's finding success at the NHL level. And he's doing this now with Nick Suzuki uh, for a full season under Martin Saint-Louis. I really don't see a universe where he doesn't get to 40 goals. I mean, I think a low amount of goals would be 35. 35 would be almost a disappointment. Not a disappointment, because they're they're not going to be competing for the Cup this year anyways, but it, I, I just don't see a universe where he's not getting to 40, especially once the power play starts putting a few more in, uh, which I think they will. I, I really think they will. When I was looking at that power play, especially in, uh, what was it, the second period, they had a power play where they spent almost the entire power play in the offensive zone getting some chances. Cole Caulfield was out there. They didn't put anything in, but the fact that they had offensive zone possession for extended periods of time on the power play was a massive improvement on what you saw last year so Cole Caulfield who is getting it done five on five we know what he can do on the power play when he has the time and the space and now we're seeing that they're getting the zone time he's hitting 40 this year it'll be a shocker if he doesn't Um, he's the player of the game and he was amazing man the accuracy the confidence the swagger the second goal, man, he just walked in on the right wing, and you could feel it. As soon as he crossed the blue line into the zone, you could feel that he was going to shoot. There's no way that man was passing the puck. Early on last year, you would have seen him maybe try to pass that puck. Now, there's there's no shot. If he has a look that he likes, he's taking it. And good luck stopping him. Good luck stopping him. Matt Murray was actually pretty good in that game. He made a couple of really good saves had no chance on either of Caulfield's goals. So 40 for Caulfield. The countdown is going to continue every single time. I'm going to be counting that down in every episode, every time he scores. Hopefully he's going to do a lot of it. Um, but I don't think they're always going to be wins. Uh, it's going to be tough to come by a lot of wins this season. But anyways, we got one, so who knows? Moving on, uh, Uri Slavkovsky. I got to talk about him a little bit. I really enjoyed his game. Uh, he had a, uh, was a really good physicality. He drew that penalty in the first period. Um, it, there's still an aspect to his game right now where I feel like he's tentative. He's not too sure about time and space. Again, I've said this before. I think that has to do with coming over to the small ice. I think he needs more time on it. Uh, I really wonder if you know this is going to be a nine-game tryout and they send him down to Laval, but we'll see. Uh, I really enjoyed that first game from him. Again, good physicality, uh, drawing penalties, you know, disturbing the opposition, played pretty well defensively. I think there's a shot that he goes past the nine games, but it's really going to depend on what happens in the next eight. Um, good game from him. Looking forward to see more. Arbor Jackai, another rookie out there. 
thought he had a pretty effective game. There was a couple of times um, he did have a hook on, who was it, Alexander Kerfoot, that ended up being a penalty shot for Kerfoot. Now, the penalty shot got stopped by Jake Allen, so it was a moot point. Uh, But that was one where I, I felt like he had the proper position to maybe avoid going for the hook. It was just a little bit overzealous. Uh, there was a couple of times where he was a little bit overzealous. There was another one where he sent, um, I think it was Nicolas Obekubel, into the net um, because he kind of like pushed him towards Jake Allen and made him run into the goalie. It's something that you don't really want to do. You don't want to be pushing guys towards your goalie. You want to get body position and keep them away. But I think those things are going to weed themselves out of his game. Uh, he's still finding his footing. I thought he was pretty effective. Caden Gooley, on the other hand, was probably the best defenseman for the Montreal Canadiens in that game. And I'm, I don't say that lightly. Maybe not statistically, uh, but I, I felt like he looked like the most complete NHL-ready defenseman out there. Now, that brings me to another rookie. Well, uh, yeah, I guess he's still technically a rookie, Jordan Harris. Jordan Harris was also fantastic. He laid a beautiful hit on uh, Dennis Malgin early in the first period <coughs> and uh, just completely wiped him out along the boards. Jordan Harris looks show ready. Now, the only one on the back end who really did not impress me whatsoever in that game was David Savard. He was the worst defenseman out there. He's also getting paid the most out of any of the defensemen out there. So he's a problem. He's going to be one of the biggest problems that befalls the Montreal Canadiens this season. I don't know what the answer is there. I wonder, is there a universe where Kent Hughes can find a trade for him? Because when I looked at that defense uh, against the Leafs, man, I was impressed by pretty much everyone. Even Johnny Kovacevic. I think that's how you say it. Kovacevic? I'm not sure. Anyways, regardless of my pronunciation, even he wasn't bad in that game. Uh, But I was more impressed, most impressed, by Harris, Jackeye, and Gooley. Great games from all of them. David Savard, on the other hand, really not good. Really not good. So something to watch for the rest of this season. Uh, he might be a problem for us. He might be dragging down some of those rookies. It'll be real interesting to see if Caden Gooley can carry him to enough respectability where Kent Hughes can find a trade for him. Um, but uh, we'll revisit that when the time comes, when we get a little bit closer to that deadline. Uh, now, speaking of the deadline, there's one more name that I got to talk about as well, Sean Monaghan. What did I say? Right When I talked about his goal during the recap, up in his trade value already. This man's got a goal in his first game in a Montreal Canadiens uniform. The Habs already got a first-round pick just for taking on that contract. And if he keeps playing the way he did, it wasn't just a goal, right? He actually had an extremely effective game for them. He was the best possession player for the Montreal Canadiens at 5-on-5, according to Natural Statric. Had a 69.57% Corsi, a.k.a. shot attempts 4 meaning the puck was on Montreal sticks way more often than not when he was on the ice. If he keeps playing like that and chipping in offensively, I think we're going to get a second first-round pick out of him. Two first-round picks out of one player. Not something that you get very often. Certainly not something you get out of somebody that another team was so desperate to get rid of that they were willing to give up that first first first-round pick that you got just in order to get rid of him. So... Sean Monaghan, folks, another one. we got to keep our eyes on him this season because I really do think he's gone at the deadline. Uh, the question is for what? And games like that, that's going to be up in the price. Price at a brick going up. 
price of Evgeny Dadunov, uh, maybe not going up, at least not as quickly. But we'll see. Plenty of hockey left to play. Uh, apologies for trying to cram so many impressions into such a short period of time and talking so damn fast. Uh, there was a lot to take in from that game, a lot to enjoy, uh, a couple of things to not enjoy so much. And I got to tell you, I don't know how everybody else feels, but I very much enjoyed handing the Toronto Maple Leafs their first loss of the season. I look forward to seeing some of their fans freaking out on Twitter. I assume they're probably going to stay out of my mentions for a little bit. Maybe at least until the next time we play, because I I don't think... like There were some moments in that game where Toronto was absolutely overwhelming them, Um, and you know we we might see a little bit more of that in in future meetings between these two teams. Uh, I'm not too sure. Oh, Vancouver just scored on Edmonton less than two minutes into the game, so uh, Edmonton fans are probably freaking out right now, too. (laughs) At any rate, folks, the Montreal Canadiens are 1-0. Um, enjoy it while you can. I, I feel like the tough times are eventually going to come, but I'll, t- I'll tell you this much. If they can play entertaining games like that, if that game went the other way, right, and they lost 4-3, to three, but it was entertaining, and it ended in the last minute like that, you had a penalty shot. You had some top cheese, beautiful goals from Cole Caulfield. If that's what the games are going to look like, I don't care if they go 10-72, and 72, and this is one of the 10 that we get as a win. But if most of the games, not necessarily all of them, let's face it, they're not all going to look like that. But if most of the games look like that, if most of the games are entertaining like that, if most of the games allow us to see some of the young players play well, then that's all we can really ask for. That was entertaining. I enjoyed that. Uh, I'm looking forward to Friday night at this point. And I'm going to cut it off there because we do have back-to-back coming. We got Friday night. We got Saturday night. So buckle up, folks. Hopefully. We get a little bit more entertainment coming for us in this weekend. Uh, We are running, what, uh, around, well, pretty close to 18 minutes. Probably about 18 minutes by the time I'm done. So, c'est une soirée énorme pour les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, uh, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I am on Twitter, at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. 38 goals left until number 40. Thanks, as always, for listening. And, of course, à la prochaine.